you have to take the compliment. I but took, take it's it. the truth. That's the truth. And I speak the truth. Spirit and life, my words are. And, uh, but uh, what was the question? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Irish Global Green Room. I'm here with my buddy, B- Brian. Are we going to like pray first or anything? I prayed. You? Oh, oh. Oh, I get it. You're you're a little religious. I see. I prayed multiple times today. Oh I yeah, I did pray too. All day. I did too. Okay, let's pray. No. <laughs> Everybody, welcome back. <laughs> Lord bless us. Let's do it. Actually, welcome back to another episode. Um, I have been really, really wanting to get you on the podcast. I really love how you just go into it. Why wouldn't? I? What else am I doing? I don't know. It's just like. Every other... You guys speaking to the microphone. Oh, every other yeah. podcast yeah. for decades that I've done or interviews or TV or whatever, okay. there's always like a prep. Can I tell you why I don't do that? Yeah, and I love it, but go ahead tell me why. So we named it The Green Room because as I was traveling around doing conferences, I was having the best conversations in The Green Room and it wasn't coined. Like I wouldn't go and be with my friends and be like, okay, let's have this discussion about like your schedule. No, it was like, I wanted to know what was going on. And we would, we would go down these rabbit trails and some were great, some weren't, but I felt like, uh, I felt like I, I actually would get a lot of good stuff from, are you okay? Yeah. Remember I was going to put my podcast shirt on. I, I, I don't think you need, well, you can, that's a nice shirt by the way. Does it look better? <laughs> it looks great, dude. I wore this for Will's son. Son. Yeah. Josh? Jo- I have two sons. It's Josiah. Oh. Just kidding. Josh, because he he, uh, he loves Japan. So. He does. He's flying, Shout out to Josh. He's flying uh, back home today, I think, really? at, at the time we recorded this. What happened? Uh, well, as Brian is getting his shirt situated, a lot of people uh, know you from multiple things. I would say probably mostly known from the band corn yeah but i actually don't really want to talk about corn unless you want to i'm good with whatever let's just go with the, the green who, room flow the whosoever's as well oh yeah you should have sunny on here bro. i would love can i have sunny please please can, can i have sunny can you get can him? i have sunny hey sunny this is will hart we've instagrammed we've chatted over instagram a little bit uh we've dm'd each other i'm gonna hit him up and i Love that man. And Sonny, when I was at uh, your show in Nashville, oh, yeah. I wept like a baby. I think I told you did. That. Oh, I watched you whip. weep. Wept. I watched you wept. I, you watched me wept? Yep. I, I wept like a baby at, um, what was the name of the song? What was the name of the song? We are, we are. No, that wasn't it. Southtown? No, it wasn't Southtown. It was the one about, I feel so alive. Alive. Oh, yeah. For the very first time. Yep. It brought me right back to 17 when the Holy Spirit filled me up. And through that uh, song? Yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't through that song. But that was the whole, like, that it, was, it that was, was the season. That was the time, yeah. Yeah. I remember just watching their video alive. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i the type of guy that doesn't really pay attention to lyrics unless I just... at over there? The people. Okay, yeah. I'm you the type of guy that... Doesn't pay attention to lyrics. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's a conversation in the green room with us. Well, Not you. They no, they can be there too. <laughs> but uh, so, and I I remember seeing their video just, you know, because when they first came out, Southtown came out. Corn mm-hmm. was already hit it to the top, and I remember in the middle of the night because I was up in the middle of the night all the time. Still am. Yep. But uh, but I remember seeing like, look at these guys. They look like Hispanic gang guys or something, and they're just uh. They're thrown down with, with tattoos everywhere, mm-hmm. and I didn't know they were Christian at all because yeah. they didn't look like it at all. They just were awesome. Then Alive came out, and it was just like I feel so alive. It's a feel good song, mm-hmm. and I never paid attention to the lyrics yeah. until I became a Christian, probably fifteen years later. And it's all about Jesus. Yep. And, but it was like the videos, like skating, surfing, yep. and. It was just a feel-good song. It's like A Beautiful Day by U2. Yeah. Right? That's about Christ. It is. I didn't know that. There's so many songs. I didn't know that. Uh, I was listening to, uh, I want to say Creed. Yes, Creed. 
so many of their songs are Christmas. Can centric. you take me higher? Yeah, you get it. Yes. You get it. Yep. Uh, favorite. I kind of knew about them, though. You for did? For some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I think Jake was... Hamilton was just, I saw on his Instagram, he was just with Scott. Singer. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, talk to me. He about... lives. Who lives? He kinda lives? by us. <laughs> Jesus. He does? Whoa. Hold on. Who lives? <laughs> what were you saying? What were you saying? This is going to be two ADD uh, freaks trying to have a conversation. Uh, I love it. Scott lives near us some, somewhere. I bump into his wife a couple times. Hold on. Really? Yeah, in Alabama somewhere, yeah. Okay. I love Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Where's your questions? I don't have questions. I know. I was just joking. No, I really, I wanted to get you on because I, uh, you have become a really, really good friend and a close friend, I would say. It's been awesome, huh? I actually want to know if you feel the same way about me. Totally. Like, what if I don't hear from you, I start to feel rejected. Um, sometimes I'm busy. Sometimes I'm busy. So know. get off me. Get off. <laughs> we become, I, 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 uh, I, growing up, I had a picture of you on my wall. You did? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I, but it was like the short hair poster, not just of you. I mean, simmer down there. You were. Yeah. 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 The corn. I, yeah. That's what I took from it. But, um, I just figured you were like full on Manson, Marilyn yep. Manson had Marilyn Manson everywhere. I didn't I, know. I didn't like Marilyn Manson that much. You didn't? No. I, I had just... a hard time. I had a hard time with, with, with him. I had seen some stuff that they had put out uh, from some like underground shows years earlier that yeah. really were disturbing. Going and a little so too I, far? Yeah. Uh, no, just really demon, like just awful stuff. So I, I, even though like I was drugs and darkness and stuff, like I still had some barometer in me from being around the church like growing up around the church so, so there were certain you, okay. things that were off limits for some reason i thought you were a full-on massive satanic loved the dark as you can as dark as you can get uh Marilyn no. Manson fanatic no well listen well you know when you share your story right you don't always have like an hour and there's a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah, details because yeah, yeah. okay. i was just out in boston um over the weekend i'm going there tomorrow really i just flew in yesterday what are you doing in boston crazy what were you doing? I was preaching at the send. Dude, I'm preaching at the send. Yes, they're doing another one. I'm just, no, I'm just I know that. <laughs> no, I was out of Boston and I was around uh, uh, one of my buddies who's now a, a detective in the town I'm from. He came out, but he never knew that part of my life, right? Like really? he heard me share. Okay, so I, I, I like lived at his house. I grew up at his house every day. They lived a quarter mile from, from my house. And I went to a different high school when he went to a different high school. So those years when I really kind of went off the rails, we, you know, we disconnected. So mm-hmm. he knew some of it, like, but, but I got to sit there and watch him as I was preaching up at the send, sharing Whoa. a little bit of my testimony. And he was like, wow, like I knew bits, but I didn't know that. Are you talking about the send? Like, was it at a, a stadium or, yeah. a, or a, it was at like an arena. Rat. Oh, there's Boston College. Isn't it coming here too? Yeah. In November. You speaking at it? Yeah. February. February. Yeah. I'm going to be at it. Maybe I'll be here. I I really would love it if you're, if you're here. Alabama sin to see you there. But, uh, but yeah, you know, whenever you're sharing your testimony, you don't always have like an hour or two to go through every detail. So my darkness went through different seasons. Yeah. Right. And I went through different phases. I mean, I, I've never told you about my thespian phase. Thespian. I don't even know what that is. I was an is. actor. Like, I got into acting for what a is, while. What's the definition of thespian? Somebody who likes acting or is an actor. Well, you just say actor. Because I was that much into it. it. I was a thespian. That's crazy cool. <laughs> I never heard that word. In my, I mean, I've heard that word, yeah. but I didn't know what it meant. So, yeah. So, my, my testimony is complex, just like yours. Right, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But I grew up. But uh, so I was on your wall with my, yeah. the other four band members. Yeah, I had uh, you. I had Rage Against the Machine. I had Stone Temple Pilots. Things, mm. Hints, allegations, and things left unsaid. I remember the name of the. I had wow. uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, I love them. Um, but one of the reasons why I started playing bagpipes was really because of corn. Yeah. Did you ever 
embalm dead bodies? No. Okay. Why? Because our singer did bagpipes and he embalmed dead bodies. Before he was a, a singer in a metal band, he was a mortician. Really? What did you do before? You he went. He's, he went to mortician school at like seventeen. That's like, so weird. Yeah. What What did you do before uh, you got into music? Uh, you were to Pizza Hut. Yeah. Pizza Hut, and I delivered furniture, all in Orange County, L.A. area. So I was a delivery guy for pizza and furniture, and okay. I delivered to a bunch of snobby rich people. There were some that were cool rich people in Hollywood Hills and everything. I delivered to Robert Downey Jr.'s house. Really? And he answered the, yeah, it was during his party phase. So mm -hmm. he was like, he answered the door a little ragged mm -hmm. with a cigarette and the ash hanging like that. Yeah. He's like, come on in, come on, come in. So there was some cool stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so I did that for until I got signed. Okay. And what what made you start playing guitar? Um, And how old were you? Honestly, it came at a time... I won't. I don't want to say bullying pushed me to play, but because I was really excited and happy to play. Yeah. But it came at a time when like bullying, bullying started for me. Mm -hmm. So it was like a comfort, it was a real comfort for me. What, what would you get bullied for? Well, I grew up um, later than my friends, so they're like five feet tall, and I'm like three and a half. Right? <laughs> Their voices sound like men, and mine right. sound like Sally down the street. Yeah. And so, and then I was pudgy too. And so they would like hold me down, pink belly me. They would. They... <laughs> dude, pink bellies are the best. <laughs> pink bellies are the best, dude. You know where my head nickname came from? I have no idea. Because. Uh, I shouldn't laugh at your bullying story. <laughs> puberty started with my head first. It grew to the size of a man and my body stayed the size of a a little girl. Have you have you boy. shared this before? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. That. So that's where my head came. My head nickname came from because when we started the band album two, everyone's like, "We need nicknames." Mm -hmm. I was like, oh. "One guy was Fieldy, one guy was Monkey." Yeah. And I was like, "What am I going to call myself?" Didn't they used to call you Head? I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> All right. Didn't have nothing else. So. I love it. Head it is. Okay, so pink bellies caused you to play guitar. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm just trying to. But it was really cool to start playing guitar. I, uh, so my mom and dad bought me. Name this band, okay? Okay. Back in black. Gosh, why are you doing this to me right now? That's easy, right? I I know the song. I could sing it. You don't know the band. Give me a second. Josiah knows the band. Josiah, what's the name of the band? Back in black. I want to say, why, why can't I do this? You have to edit this out. Look at the wall. Look at the wall. Look at the wall. Look at the wall. ACDC. ACDC. Go get it. Time out. Time out. Before, before I get hate, okay? I haven't I'm slept. I'm so Christian. I, I haven't even... slept in like four days. Okay. Okay? All right. You're thank, forgiven. Thank you. You're forgive forgiven. me. And I honestly, I never grew up listening to ACDC. They were a little bit before my time. Yeah, but still, dude, it's like the top three albums sold in all know, music and all genres of all time. I so I picked a good one to mm -hmm. fall in love with early. You did. And uh and I just would stare at the album and just look at Angus Young was like the star of the band. Okay. Most most singers are the stars of the band and but Angus Young was the star and he's on the cover I think just like Yeah. And then I bought all the other albums like Saliva spitting everywhere and he's just mm -hmm. and I just would stare at him and go I want to I want to be you, but uh, I just big head. <laughs> he, he's body. He does, doesn't he? I was he? talking about. Okay, yeah, he does. <laughs> it, was, it was you just. Angus had Young that. has a big head and a little body. That's yeah, crazy. That's well, he's like four and a half feet tall. I bet yeah. he got pink bellied too. <laughs> Probably, but uh, so I just I wanted to be that, and I just rehearsed and practiced, and I loved it, and okay. I was obsessed with it. Even the bullies would come to my house and be like, hey, you punk, play that Van Halen song for us. Yeah. They were like proud of me. Even my brother was a little bully at that time, and he was even proud of me. Come on. Okay. Here's my definition of humility. Okay. I, this is one of them. This is a thought that I, that I was having over the weekend. Okay. And I want to hear your thoughts on this. 
I think you have to have something in your life. Don't this is don't quote me on this, okay? But I think you have to have something in your life to be proud of to actually really need humility. Okay? So you, I think there's a lot of a lot of the church talks about humility, mm-hmm. right? But they don't have a lot to be proud of. Ooh. I'm not trying to be deep, right? But I think with like levels of open doors and public and praise of man, like there's levels, right? And I think hum- humility, you, you need to have something to, to, have, to, have, to be prideful of right? in order to really understand what it is to walk in humility. Yeah, I see that. I, I see totally you agree. as one of the things that I love about you is you are very, very approachable. You thought I was going to say humble. <laughs> no, just kidding. You are. You're, you, you're very, very humble. No, you are. You are. You're very, very humble. You're very, very approachable. You're very, very kind. You're very soft. You're very fatherly in a lot of ways. A lot of people don't know this about you, but I get to see it. And like, it has really, really blessed my life in ways that I don't know if I can go into without crying. Not just for me, but for my kids. Talk to me about pride and humility in your walk with the Lord because you've had it all right and you've had the church turn their back on you you've had music turn their back on you and you've also played some of the biggest arenas like how have you navigated your faith and being on the being on the largest stages in the world okay so if you think about Christ he is I mean people often bash me for going back to corn right because there's a couple okay um I want to talk about that. Okay, but there's a couple bad words in some of the songs. Not couple, even all. There's a lot. And in between songs. Okay. F word. So. Friendship. Uh, yeah, friendship. So, and if you think about it, like Jesus, heaven, okay, there's heaven, eternity, past, right? God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And Jesus actually came to the earth and born of a human being yeah. into this mess, distorted chaos. Yeah. Compare it with heaven. It's pretty, it's pretty gross sometimes, you know, right? And he came down to our level. And it just makes perfect sense that that's the perfect uh, picture of humility. You know? God emptying himself, becoming nothing, and coming to the earth, right? Yeah. And so it's pretty easily seen that the foundation of the whole purpose and plan and just the character of God. It's the foundation is humility. One of the foundations, Yeah, love, power, humility, you know? And so I got that pretty quick. You know, you just meet Jesus and you meet humility itself. Right. But how do you, and I agree. And I think beautifully, beautifully put, right? Christ, God humbled himself, came down in the form of a man. Like it's, it's the sacrifice. biggest act of humility in the, in the universe. It is. And he did it because of love. I, I, I want to know, practically speaking, especially while, you know, we have, you know, Instagram, kids are wanting to build followers, right? You've had that. You've had millions of people following you for years, and yet you've managed to stay, stay, stay soft. Like, what's that journey look like for you? I think uh, I was, I had good parents, you know, Yeah. even my, they weren't perfect. My dad struggled with alcohol and anger, mm-hmm. but they're all, they were always kind to people. There was even a, a person in our family that, that we've known, I've known since I was born and borrowed money from my dad and gambled it away. Mm-hmm. And my dad wasn't a Christian and he forgave him because they had too many decades and you didn't want to ruin the friendship over money. Right. And so I think I learned a lot of those good qualities from my parents and everything. And I did ask Christ in my heart when I was 12, when I was watching Jason slash people's throats on Friday the 13th. I stopped. <laughs> Hold on. What? Remember, Friday, there's these horror movies, <laughs> oh, Friday yeah, the 13th. Yeah, no, I'm well aware. Well, my neighbor told me about Jesus while I was watching Friday the 13th. What? And so he went home. And I'm watching slasher blood everywhere, and I just got a feeling like I should ask Jesus in my heart. And I paused the blood scenes, went into the bathroom, kneeled down, and said, Jesus, will you come into my heart? 
Are and, you serious? Yeah, when I was 12 years old. I've never heard this before. Yeah. And then I went back, because nobody taught me. I went yeah. back and watched Jason slash the rest of the people right after I prayed. And I believe that, you know, it's obvious. I don't even have to say I believe because there was God came in. When you ask Jesus to come and live inside of you, what does he do? He actually comes and lives inside yeah. of you. So I believe he took up residence and then my whole life, you know, I went through high school, good and bad, you know, circumstances in life and then moved to LA, Hollywood, started corn. Yeah. Went, I totally never went to church. I never told anybody I asked Jesus in my heart, but I always carried like, I always remembered that I'm this kid from Bakersfield, California, the yeah. armpit of California who was driving a beat up Celica with dents all over it a year before and now i'm opening for ozzy osbourne i never wow no matter how hard we climbed i always remembered that kid that why me right i always had this thing why me why did i was watching just the other day there's a there's a heart park summer jam 1988 and i saw all these old friends and i remember i had this girlfriend and i was a controlling boyfriend i just i don't know yeah i was just an idiot and i told her we couldn't go we weren't going but anyway, I saw this video, somebody posted it, and I saw all these old friends and all these bands played, and some of them were better than me and my friends in corn back then, and I just, the other day, I was like, wow, what, what we've been given, like, out of everybody, yeah. like, we made it, and so I always carried that, and I think that helped me, always remembering where I came from, and that it could have been someone else, and I was given a gift, so I always tried to treat fans extra special you know yeah. and didn't always achieve that but i always tried to yeah i went to one of your shows uh i don't know maybe last year sometime i don't remember which one and uh i do it well, was a highlight of my night and uh it was in I'm, knoxville it was knoxville and we played what's it called cornhole don't look at them that wasn't we Knoxville. That was uh, Alabama. Oh, that was Alabama where we live. Um, yeah. So we played Cornhole with Amy from yeah. Evanescence and some of her band, I think. Yeah. And then did you play or just your I, kids? I, I didn't play. I just I just watched my daughter play. It Wait. Was, it was incredible. Josh didn't play? No, he, he didn't play. But, but what I'm thinking of is when we went to Knoxville. And because I, I kind of like, I came out of... You know, when you come, when you leave, when you give your life to the Lord, like, you're like, I'll never do this again. I'll never do that again. And part of what my purging was, was music. Yeah, I did that too. So I would have never years. reimagined, you know, fast forward uh, 22 years walking with the Lord, I'd be going uh, to a corn show. And you probably wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Do you think, yeah, you probably would have. But I was going to ask you, do you think, uh, you know, our kids grow up and they get into all these different types of music yeah. and stuff and we try to walk with them through it. And yeah. And uh, do you think that, that you would have came to the show if it wasn't for you wanting to do something with your kids? Uh, I would have come because of my friendship for you, with you. Yeah, because I've known you for, it's, I mean, we weren't real close, but I've met no. you like years and years ago. When Furious Love came out. Yeah. It was yeah. the first time that we met. So it's been years. So yeah. yeah, it's yeah been I, years, I think you would have came. Without. I would have come um out of my fr because of my friendship for you, with yeah. you but i never would have imagined i brought my son i would bring my son to the show and 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 that might make a lot of you upset but i don't care because i know exactly why and what happened and the reason behind it and yeah i don't and my son is now doing missions in japan so but there were there was a season when i needed to run after him when I needed to run after my son. Shout where, out to Josh. I wore the Japan shirt he for was. Josh. And actually, actually, you played a major role in shifting his his heart. Really? And so I am forever grateful for that. You played a major role. And I hope he doesn't watch this because he doesn't like me talking about him. He's um, going to probably watch it because yeah. we're all friends. Yeah. But, like, you, paid a, you played a major role in bringing like respect uh, I don't even like I don't want to put words in his mouth but like the way that I saw it I felt like you brought a, such a redemption to 
my life in ministry and my, my children who didn't maybe fully understand it, my son specifically who didn't understand it, who was trying to navigate music and what he was interested in and teenage years yeah, and having this dad that does all this stuff, but still, you know, wanting to go down another road, you actually came in at like the most perfect time. And I'll never forget what you said to him when, when we, when I brought him over to your house for the first time, it, from that moment, I can actually mark a massive change in his life from, from that moment. What'd I say? I don't want to uncover anything. Okay. For, but because part of it Tell was about, part of it was about uh, Nashville years ago. I don't know if you remember this. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah. So, so all, all that I'm saying is I, as I went to that show internally, I was like, man, I hope God, like, I hope I'm not like, I felt like I was supposed to bring him out and I felt like, uh, I was, I was supposed to, which, which confused me, but I really felt like I was supposed to. And as we're going, as we're walking to go pick up tickets, uh, there's a kid, like we were like way, way far away from the venue. So we're just like walking and walking and like, you know, like all these, like, all these kids, you know, that look like they crawled out from under rocks who yeah. I love. And I was one of them. I look like one of those. Yeah. They come, they come and they're merging and like, and I end up walking next to this big dude. And, uh, and I have my son and I'm just, he's like, Hey, where'd you get, did you get your tickets from, uh, like some deal website? I was like, no man, no, somebody, somebody gave us tickets and we'll keep walking. He's like, who gave you tickets, man? You're getting free tickets to a show. And I was like, yeah. You're just trying to keep going. I legitimately don't want to have this conversation yeah. with this kid. I know the guy in the band. So like <laughs> after five minutes of walking and this kid not like How stopping, was he? drilling me, he was probably like 25, 30, okay. something like that. He's like, oh, I was like, yeah, we know somebody that works at the venue tonight. And he's like, who? And I was like, oh, well, you know, like, like he Shut just wouldn't, he wouldn't let it go. And so as, you just say, head from corn. I, we know him. At the end okay. of the day, as we're getting up to the corner, he's like, yeah, uh, I told him, I told him who. And he was like, oh my goodness. And like tears in his eyes. He's like, I, yeah. he's like one of the best preachers. Like he loves Jesus. No way. And I'm sitting there like questioning, questioning this. Not, not because like, I know that I'm supposed to be there, but you know, I'm like, oh Lord, please don't let, you know, somebody that doesn't understand the context of this. I don't know. It's weird being in ministry. This is, it's weird. It's just weird. So I'll just, I'll just throw it. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's very weird. Yeah. But I love you and you're my friend and I'll go anywhere with you and for you. And, and it's just not a venue that you see a lot of preachers at. Right. Right. If you, if you go in and, and you go amongst killers and stuff for, in your ministry and all the people, the missionaries, then you can come to a cork concert. Yeah. You know, I think uh, people are a little dangerous, but not then. But you know, I was questioning it. Like, yeah. I, and, and just want, and, didn't want to make the wrong decision. No, I like it. I made the right decision, but I'm, you know, like I'm just like, okay, God, you know, should I be taking my son here? And and the first thing, the only one that 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 shared was like, oh, I love the way he preaches. I love the way he loves the Lord. I've met Jesus like in a new way hearing him minister and like I it, that's crazy it just it hit me it hit me the impact that you have on this world that would never set foot into church that hates the church and and it just it just hit me the impact that you've had on the lost the broken the underserved the pink belly kids you know praise God you have Man. like you really really have and everywhere everywhere I go I hear the same thing like there is a whole tribe of people out there that would never set foot in, into church. And you've, you've actually brought the gospel to them. And, and I've watched, I watched it on your social media. I watch you share it. So yeah, I don't know what, I don't remember why I started talking about that, but that, that was uh, that was very impactful to see the impact that you've had on so many people's lives. I love that night. That was really cool. And look, I didn't even go into, like meeting up with with you and Josh, like I didn't have no agenda or try to say the right things to him or anything. I just I remember meeting him when he was a little boy. Yeah, like you, that was I was struggling with alcohol and you helped me, you know, get off my my little drinking binge that I I went on. And I remember meeting him and he was so young, and then now he's a teenager. I was like, dude, I want to see him. You know, last time I saw him, he was a little boy, and so. Yeah came over and he's just like we we have a lot in common yeah he is a shredder 
-hmm. he's a natural talent musician and we just started talking about music and instruments and guitar and everything and I genuinely like the kid. Yeah, he's a good he's dude. A fr- I consider him a friend. So He's a good yeah. dude. So I don't know. I didn't plan on saying anything right. I just I just really enjoy him. Well, I, I, I am forever grateful. But you mentioned something about, um, you said people cri- like criticize you for going back into corn. Yeah. What is that? I mean, I haven't heard it a whole lot lately mm-hmm. because time has passed and I'm accepted by who who accepts me. And I'm rejected by the Christians that don't accept me. So yeah, that's just fine. How, they they don't really go on and and spit the comments anymore. They're they're done with that. So I don't see like false teacher. Yeah, going to hell, leading everybody else to hell as well. That's you know, gotta be a like that's gotta be really hard to hear from the church. Uh, it was at first. And uh, most of them, it's funny because everyone is so brave on Facebook and yeah. Instagram and yeah. Twitter and everything. Most of them were all I didn't have any relationship with. And they told me through comments. Mm. I had a couple tell me face to face. And I was impressed. I was like, first of all, I just want to say, I respect you. Yeah. And second of all, can I have your hand? Yeah. Lord Jesus. And I make them pray with me. Yeah. I say, Lord. Uh, you, you pretty much got, you know, came into my life, exploded with goodness and, and got me out of drugs. And, you know, I left corn for a little bit, but I'm asking you now, you're pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking you now, if I'm not supposed to be here, break anything in my life, yeah. circumstantially and physically, whatever, break anything in my life if I'm not supposed to be here because you're powerful enough. And then, amen. And I look at it and they just be like, uh okay yeah because they were worried about me that's mm-hmm. they came because they're so worried about me and so yeah. i remember getting i remember as a kid going to a christian bookstore and it was like 365 prayers for 365 influential people to come to the lord so it was literally somebody put together a book no way yeah and it was something like that it was, i was a little kid but i have a very very vivid memory of flipping through it. Cause I was like in my punk stage. Was I was corn probably, in there. I would put all the money I got that corn and like Marilyn Manson. And like, wow. it was like Madonna. It was like all of these, you know, influential people. And it was like, you pray over one each day. Well, that's, that's kind of cool, man. I, I remember this. That's really and, cool. But the juxtaposition, right? At least they weren't judging us. Well, I think they're like, they're full of sin and they're, and, and so if they can come, then everybody will hear the gospel. The juxtaposition of the church, like even in the the bipolarness of a lot of the church, right, where we'll pray, right, and then it happens, yep, and then they're like, boo, you know, like they're and and I know the church is wide. I know not not everybody's like, yeah, is he gonna fall off? Like, right, dude, the Christians. Oh God, now we love Jesus, loves his bride. Yeah, they might they might have a snaggle tooth and uh, you know. A twitchy eye yeah uh but he and he i don't have him. it all together either so none of us do and i just look I'm, i'll be like lord you ruined my testimony by sending me back there lord you ruined it all these people i used to be the youth group youth group hero <laughs> see he left he left the the rich and rich riches and fame follow jesus that was my story yeah and then he came and ruined it he said go back but lord I, I, uh, I've met people along the way. There are fruit flies here. Like that's, did you see that? Yeah. I like fruit too, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I came back from taking Josh there and I was blown away at the community of people. You have, you have amazing people around you. You have ama- you have believers around you. Isn't it really cool backstage and chill? It is like it, but but you can tell that you have you have set you have set yourself up for success right even in your faith going back in like you have and we don't need to talk about this man but i i was blown away it wasn't anything like what i thought it was yeah you're surrounded with people that love you that that are even even a faith that are there encouraging you yeah. Like I loved it. And then even people that don't have faith are just amazing. And, and yeah. it's a family. 
Yeah. Who out here listening to this has everybody in their family? Yes. Everybody in their family has faith. You know, it's like right. it's, it's 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 pretty rare. You know that everyone, cousins, uncles, aunts, every yeah. everyone everyone has faith. So I'm in a family that is uh, does. You know, we all don't believe the same thing, but we have respect, honor, and love for each other. You do. And isn't it crazy? So you thought, you didn't think, but you maybe had a perception of yeah. maybe it was one way, and you went backstage, and it was totally different. It was like, it was like I've had more fun. Uh, I mean, it was a blast, but like, it it was like, I mean, you <laughs> kind got... Kind of boring? No, no, but like, you know, like, I grew up, come on, I had your poster on my wall, like, I'm, and I'm, you know, 1999... That was I was in high school. I was seventeen in ninety nine when Woodstock happened. So you thought there's so, gonna be a bunch of alcohol and just gonna smell I had like no weed idea. and there's gonna be chicks everywhere. It wasn't. It was just like a bunch of dads. There's like kids yeah. and it's chill and you guys are like talking about, you know, oh my arm hurts, you know, and like rub some Robitussin on or whatever. I don't know what you you know, you're like <laughs> you're like, Man, I need a nap. My arm's yeah. coughing. Like it was it was it was a very family atmosphere. There was wives and kids and it was it was it was amazing. Family. It really was. That's how it our crew, family. our road crew feels mm-hmm. like that. Most of our road crew never wants to leave because it has a, it's a family atmosphere. And not everyone's perfect, you know. Some of the crew, they'll, they'll yeah. smoke some weed and drink some drink, you know, but they keep it away from us because they know we're all like, you know. You'll see that at churches too, though. That's true. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not. I have a blast, bro. Like, we all hung out yeah. and what we had, like, food, mm-hmm. conversation. And it's just like normal life instead of. I, I think I was talking. I was talking to one of the people in your in your band. They asked me about like I had Josh. He was like, "Dude, how are you so close with your son?" I, I don't know if you were there. It was a side conversation I had with someone in the band. Mm-hmm. And like next thing I know, I'm I'm like, "Try this with your son. Do this." And he's like, "Oh my gosh, I need to try this. I need to do that." And my 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 son was like, "Dad, stop pastoring. Like, stop telling just, people." Like, right. But it, even that openness, you guys are dads, and you're your friends, and it was it was it was very 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 cool. He can't really get mad at that because the guy was asking you questions. It's his fault. It was great. So it was great. So listen, Brian, talk to me about creativity for a second. Creativity, yeah, because you are insanely creative. Your brain never stops. I'm blown away at how fast you go, right? Oh, gosh. You have created some iconic... Are you ADHD too? Yeah, 100%. A little bit? 100%. Uh, you have created... I like diagnosed, and I have... God. ADHD? <laughs> <laughs> there are fruit flies oh. in here. They're all over the place. It's amazing, though. That was so comical. Yeah, look at There's one. They're everywhere. We've had an outbreak. I sprayed Listen, they're Look, everywhere. I washed my hair two days ago, so don't get any Is it blame you? coming my okay. way. I don't even remember what I was saying. Yo, no, you oh, have creativity. created some of the most iconic sounds in, oh. in I think the two thousands. But they're still they're still today. They're still going on today. It's crazy how it's just they're legit. A lot of band, a lot of artists just have this great business, man. Live music is just flourishing right now. So yeah, very that grateful. Is, yes, but Excuse where me. did you I come up burped. with this? That's fine. Where did you come up with this sound? Well, you see, well. Stop. I'm humble, but I'm also very gifted. And you uh, are gifted. I, no, you're very gifted. Listen, this is what happened. I met James Schaefer, whose nickname is Monkey, in ninth grade. Yeah, he didn't play guitar, electric guitar. He played acoustic. He chopped some meat off his index finger off a motor uh, mini bike or a lawnmower. I forget which one. And so he was trying to get strength back by mm-hmm. playing acoustic guitar. He came over to my house, and I was shreddy Van Halen. Mm-hmm. I went shreddy on him, and he inspired him to get an electric. He, he bought mine off me. So I, I, I encouraged him to start playing. When we moved to Hollywood, they actually had a band that was like kind of the Chili Peppers, right? Okay. I didn't like funk, so I wasn't in it. I was just kind of wasting my life away drinking and yeah. and being their roadie. And I I helped these guys start their instruments. And then I got demoted to a roadie. Well, I got sick of partying and I was going to move back to Bakersfield and work for my dad. And that's when they asked me to join the band. We didn't have Jonathan Davis yet. 
Okay. But when I joined the band, that's why I'm getting to your question. Monkey was a big Steve I fan, and so he yeah. got so good that he bought a couple Steve got Steve Vai guitars. Okay. Seven string. Seven string. Steve Vai. the cutout? The little hand yeah. Hit? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. you know. I know. Steve Vai never played heavy riffs with his seven string that he invented. So it was kind of going out of style. It, was, it wasn't selling, and they were going to discontinue it. And we started Corn, got Jonathan Davis, started getting out there, got an endorsement from Ibanez, seven strings. You're still with Ibanez, by the way, right? No, ESP. No, okay, never mind. I'm sorry. But, but I'm sorry, ESP. Sorry, Continue Ibanez, on. you mean. I'm not with Ibanez. Continue. On. Oh, sorry, ESP. I get what you're saying. Yeah, now. Yeah. Sorry, Ibanez, you're lost. Seven strings. Steve, I, I will try not to interrupt. And so then we start gaining traction. Yeah. Steve I gets told, hey, there's this new band that are just playing nothing but your seven strings. And he's like, really? And then one day, KROQ, biggest station in, in LA, who's like indie rock or whatever, mm -hmm. um, Steve I's driving his Ferrari or whatever it was down the freeway and he hears, okay, we got a new band coming out right here. It's a new band called Corn, and the song's called Blind and he hears his guitar. Dur -dur 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 -dur. Yeah. He pulls over and he just listens to the song. He didn't hear us before. Never heard us before. And he's like, this changes everything. <laughs> and so they didn't discontinue the seven strings. Seven strings went crazy and blew up all over the world. And that's how we got our sound musically, guitar-wise. James Monkey Schaefer was a Steve Vai fan and he got the seven strings. And that's that was a big part of our sound. Really? And... The bass player started using five strings so yeah. he could, you know, fill yeah. And, you know, drummer was groove drummer, didn't play to, to a click. So he's, his tempos were all over the place yeah. and it was just like kind of worked. And uh, and then Jonathan Davis, everybody knows that he is just an icon for sharing his, his raw emotions for yes. being bullied, for heartbreak, for abuse, you know, childhood abuse, everything. And so all of that, all of those ingredients put in a bowl and mixed together, just that was the creativity that got us to just explode. And so many people related to us. It was a new sound. Like yeah. Nirvana came out. Yeah. Yeah. Nirvana's a different level, but yeah, they yeah. came out and they totally brought a new sound and changed everything. And I don't think if there, if Nirvana didn't do that, there wouldn't be a corn either, you know? And it was, uh, and so, but like like them, in a different way, we came in the metal scene and we just had a different sound and everyone's like, most everybody honestly was like, what the heck is this? This is like, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> but then it grew on people. So that's an answer to your question. That was a long answer to that's how okay. we. And I love what you said, but, but you personally, like where do you get this? Like I get it, Steve I, Monkey and the whole band. But wow, I just you, I went on a twenty-minute answer, and you and you let no. Me I want to know about your you, like, and I love that. I learned something new. I le okay. I learned something new. But you are very creative. You you come up with a lot of these sounds yourself. Like, what was it? Do you know what it is when you hear it, and you're just you fiddle around? Like, what's your process in creativity? Um, I <laughs> in the there are fruit flies ever in the beginning. God created. Right, fruit we serve the yeah. most creative. He, he didn't create fruit, 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 fruit that's, that's, that's that's from the, the fall. Yeah, that's from yeah, the he's fall. The the Lord of the Flies. That's the <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So so okay. Uh, what was the question? The question is, <laughs> what is your creative process? How do you go from okay, nothing? I'm, I'm a I'm an internal introspective person. Yep. So I hear a lot inside. I hear a lot inside before I play it outside. Mm. So I'm always like I could figure out. Uh, you know, this is I. I know other kids younger than me that have perfect pitch, so I'm not like some Mozart or nothing. But mm -hmm. I hear like when I hear a chord structure, I'm like, oh, it's just a. Da, da, da. And and other people are sometimes that are more external, and they figure it out like that. I I hear notes in my head, probably seventy percent of the time, and then thirty, I'll I'll mess around, you know. Really, but um, yeah. So that's a lot of my creative processes. I'm an internal type of guy. Do you feel pressure to keep? Yes. Can you talk to me about living in grace? Right. I don't. I don't love when we do a new record every time. I don't love it until we finish writing the songs, and I'm like, okay, we're done. 
I feel like, what are we going to do now? And uh, I need to live in the grace because I've been given a gift and there's endless supply of ideas musically. I mean, think about, we can count 12 notes, right? I mean, 12 frets. And then there's only a certain amount of notes that you can play, right? And mm. all these musicians, there's like millions on Spotify and everyone's keeps creating music. Right. And it sounds new. Mm -hmm. So I don't got to worry about it, but I just get stressed out sometimes. That's what you're going to ask, right? No. Ah! But I like it. Do you ever get what? What were you going to say? I, I don't even remember. I, no, I was going to ask you, you know, you, you, your life was transformed, right? And did along with that transformation, you, you've talked about, you've talked on other podcasts about giving up drugs and alcohol and uh, the whole lifestyle, right? But, but what changed in your creative process, if anything at all? Or, or did it take, take a, a new level? I was young and dumb. I was trying to be filled with something because I, I carried self-hatred mm -hmm. from a, when I was young into corn through the success. I still had an insecurity. So I would fill myself with alcohol, drugs, yeah. and, you know, instant courage, instant, uh, what do you call it, confidence, you know? Liquid courage, yeah. Liquid courage, yeah. Uh, powdery courage, whatever it was. And so I filled myself with something, but when I gave all that up because, like, a friend that comes to your life and is your best friend and then betrays you and stabs you in the back. That's what drugs and alcohol did to me. Yeah. And so I, I, I wanted to be filled with something. Yeah. And Jesus, Christ, the spirit, the Holy spirit is looking mm -hmm. for a body yeah. always. Yeah. Cause he's doesn't have a body. He needs our body. Yeah. His body's in heaven. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So he came in and filled me up, and he's my creative process now. It's just like I don't need the substances anymore. Yeah. I just have an endless supply of grace to to flow in the gifts that he's given me. Yeah, and I watch it. I watch it happen between me and my fellow band members. You know, yeah. we're just we're in a flow together, and it's really cool. And you know, I I've, I also I just watched um, your your little spot on holy names with uh oh yeah with uh, uh tommy tommy green. green who shout out tommy green can we just say how incredible tommy green is just Dude. for a second i love that man tommy green formerly sleeping giant now he's the lead singer uh of holy, holy name, name. Yeah. you you did you did a track with them yeah um meet me somewhere quiet yes so good did Dude. do you do you enjoy playing the christian stuff with um yeah i only do things and play with artists that like are truly i don't do it much anymore yeah. you know but if they're if they're truly friends you know and truly uh have the the right motives and really love the lord then i'll do it once in a while Oof. but but it's just I, I feel like i get a lot of questions you know a lot of people because i'm in corn you know wanting me to be on their project right for that and i have to i have to say no because I just, I don't know, I want to feel used, you know. Do you, do you feel like a lot of people try to use you? Um, That's just part of it. They don't, I don't think everyone has a bad motive like right. that. But I just think it's like, it would be cool if, you know. Do you feel like I'm trying to use you to get on this podcast? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm, I'm using kidding. you. <laughs> Stop. I'm using you. I, actually, can I be really honest? I just honor Iris so much, bro. And it's an honor for me to be here, Let, seriously. Thank you. Let me be honest. I actually, I've known you for years. I've, this is the first time we've, we've, I've actually done something yeah. with you like this. I've known you for eight or nine years and I purposely, purposely don't ask my friends that have like major, major influence because I never want any of my friends to feel like I'm using them. Really? Yeah. Because you have major influence. No, I don't. So it's I like, really don't. I don't. And in like, I, I, I am, it. I am a, we are we're, I have a very small pond that I get to speak into from time to time, but and you're in that pond, right? Like so, you're around that that movement. But I I purposely don't because I never want any of my friends to feel like I'm using them. What is it? What is that like though? Because I'm sure you've you've faced that a lot early on, right? When you first got saved, everybody wants you. They want you at their church. They want you on their stuff. And did you like do the circuit? 
did you yeah what was that like well just i'll say one comment and i don't want you to respond but everybody that you have on this show i guarantee they're like going oh my gosh that's so cool will ask me to be on their platform and you're sitting there going you know thinking that you don't want to they're thinking the opposite of what you're thinking because everybody has such high respect for you and what you do. So Thank you. you have to take the compliment. I but took, take it's it. the truth. That's the truth. And I speak the truth. Spirit and life, my words are. And uh, But uh, what was the question? Uh, the question was, when, when, did you get used a lot early on? And what was that like? Yeah, but I didn't care. I wanted to tell everybody... I can't explain with human words how lost I was. Mm -hmm. I had, first of all, a massive drug addiction. Everybody knows, you know, the alcoholism. I had a shrink that was Kurt Cobain's shrink at one time and scared me that because he couldn't help him, how's he going to help me? Wow. And then his partner, the other shrink in his office, two shrinks, one business, mm -hmm. his partner killed himself. So I'm just like hopeless yeah i didn't have any answers they were the best of the best right and i couldn't get out of my dark hole dungeon and so when i got free when i met jesus i just met jesus that was it i didn't meet the church i didn't meet the pastor yes i met all them but it wasn't that i met the christ the living resurrected christ i met him and he just totally totally did a supernatural miracle and so, yes, I had opportunities right away once I started, but people were telling me, you know, they're using me, they're using me. I didn't care. Right. I was like, I want to go. Yeah. Because there's going to be people there and I want to tell them what happened and I want them to have this. Wow. So I did get used a little bit. And yes, I had some bad experiences, probably a handful. Yeah. But for the most part, I was like, Lord, shut the door. If you don't want me to do something, shut yeah. the door. I'm going to do everything. Yeah. I don't care. The, there's such a... Fruit fly on my wallet. Yeah, they're everywhere. I, I don't know why they're everywhere. Duh. It feels like they've they've multiplied since we started this. Right. Um, I feel like you, because your story is one of like the church, I think, looks at as like, that is the darkest, right? Like, <laughs> it's the darkest music, right? The That that genre, at least growing up in the church that I was around 20 four or five years darkest ago. music yeah, yeah it was like that's satan's playlist right 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 and uh and it's like uh, uh, uh bands like us and the porn industry yeah it's like the worst of the worst no it was like oh we don't have or murderers like we don't have problem with someone getting saved out of drugs right or like somebody getting saved at a billy graham meeting but like when when you got saved man i remember it going through the whole like everybody's like oh my god dude i got freaking i was snorting meth talking to jesus and then he he rescued me like really no yeah i was i was like lord please take these for me i can't stop my daughter deserves better yeah i am pouring out my soul to you because the pastor said to be real with you i can't stop and i have a rolled up hundred dollar bill in my hand praying i was like amen <laughs> You know, yeah. Like I went, I took that. I love that pastor. We had our issues in, over the years, but what he told and still tells everybody, like, come to him as you are. Yeah. And so I just listened to him, and I was like, I, I thought that if I went into church high on meth, I was gonna have a heart attack and die, or lightning yeah. was gonna hit me. Yeah. And, and I found out that it didn't even matter. Like he, God doesn't even care. He actually likes that. He's like. He wants to be the one to set set you free. He he he, he likes that you come to him with yeah. all your garbage. Yep. Everything. You're very honest. I love that about you. Too honest? No. I think you're I I think there's a lot of Christians that go to church on a Sunday and they sing a lot of songs. They sing a lot of worship songs, right? Lord, I'll go anywhere. Here mm -hmm. I am, Lord, I love you. But like if you actually drill down in their hearts, they might not be believing what they're saying entirely they're right. saying it because that's what you do mm -hmm. but what i love what i love watching and one of the things that i look at at your faith is is you are very honest you're very humble you're very open about where you're at and i think i mean i, I shot a podcast before you came on uh and the woman who was sharing was sharing about her struggle uh with with her sin right and she and she, what she basically said was, I had to come to a place where I was living, like I had all these walls up. I was living a, a, a duplicity lifestyle, right? I was presenting one way, but inside it was totally different. I, you, you wear your heart hard on your sleeve. And I think, 
I think as people are honest, right, and real and open, uh, it leaves room for the Lord to come and say, like, yeah, this is as, this is as I am. I'm not. There isn't in it. There isn't anything to hide. And I think the Lord loves that about you. I know the Lord loves that about you because if I if I how you doing? You're the first one to tell me everything that's going on. A lot of my friends. They won't do that. You know, you got to like pick away and chisel. Yeah, away, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and with that comes hiding, you know, and that's the first thing that Adam and Eve, right? They hid and you live totally open and, I just, and vulnerable. Thank you. I really love that. That's, about a, you. that's a problem. I think, I think we need to be real. This generation right. like needs real people. We, they can smell a phony yep. miles away. And I think that's a problem. But friends can't just be honest, you know? Yeah. yeah. In fact, I might tell you a negative answer a lot of times when, because yeah. I'm, you know, I got issues going on, and and you talk me, you've helped me and talked me through it, and um, so I'm never going to change that. I think I think it's a problem if people are hiding. Yeah, you know, you got to be, you can't do this alone. Right, you got to. If you can't talk to your friends, and then, then who can you talk to? You yeah. know, it's like, come on. Well, um, listen, I I don't want to monopolize your time. And, but I do want to monopolize your time. I want to be monopolized. Okay. Um, really quick. You, you guys historically appeal to a crowd. I would say like you're like, like your singer, right? Went through a lot of abuse. Like I, I found a lot of that, a lot of that story as I was walking around talking to kids at the concert, right? Right. They've been abused, they've been hurt, and they, they resonate with that sound. Yep. Right? They resonate with Jonathan's lyrics, right, about being hurt. Um, what, what would you say to that kid that's grown up in an abusive family, right, has known nothing but hate, anger, betrayal, right, and they're resonating with your music? What would be your message to them? Well, the biggest thing I think they get from our music is they've, they get the feeling of I'm not alone, you know, and it empowers them to know that they can get through it and they have other, a tribe of people that, that have been through it and they're successful at life and they're, you know, they got to a place, but like the deep, honestly, the deep work and the, the real peace, I would just say, I just tell my, my story. Mm. This is who I was. Yeah. And this is who I am. Yeah. And there's no other faith that you'll see the testimonies of such a changed life yeah. out there in the world. He started from the beginning of the Christian faith. God chose like the worst guy to write most of the New Testament, a lot of the New Testament, Paul. Yeah. This guy was helping to kill Christians. Mm. Nobody would have elected him yeah. to be the top guy. Yeah. And God called the least expected. He called this guy and he, and he just met Jesus and totally changed. Fast forward to 2005 when I got, I met Jesus and totally changed. It's yeah. like, you've never, you'll never hear the dramatic life changing stories as that and life changing as far as like really bad into really good, really turmoil emotionally, yeah. suicidal, depressed. You meet Jesus and you find peace. Is it perfect? No. And do I still battle depression a little bit? A little bit sometimes, but I am so much better off now. And it's because I met Jesus. So that's what I would just tell him. It's like, no, not religion, not, you know, it's good to go to church. And, but you, you're supposed to hear from the pastor and from your friends at the church, how to get closer with Jesus yourself. You don't have to go yeah. through a priest or a pastor. So it's it's a real relationship with a supernatural son of God that yeah. uh, changes you, and I would tell them that you know. But that's the spiritual answer. Yeah. I don't know. You probably weren't looking for that because I, I. No, I love it. That's okay, what good. I was looking for. Actually, yeah. I wanted to hear. And, and uh, that's I, what I would tell them. It's yeah. like you know the 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 unre- the religiousless Christ Jesus is is what fixes everything. And um, when you know. when you're home alone, right, and you're and you want to enter into his presence, what worship, do you listen to worship music? Is there any worship music that you like? Or I mainly, have you heard of William Augusto? No. I'll look him up. Tell me about William Augusto. There's zero lyrics. Okay. 
It's all atmospheric. He's this Brazilian. I think Brazilian. Sorry, Augusto, if I'm wrong, William. Um, I think he's Brazilian, but he went to Bethel, broken English. Yeah. Him and his wife just... He's Brazilian. Yeah. Massive, massive, uh, gifted with love and shalom is all over his music. And I just listen to that mainly all the time. And really? Just, uh, but yeah, I don't even... I listen to rock very little. Yeah. Just because it's like... You know... You ever notice how time just flies now? Yeah. It's like, it's almost Christmas, bro. My tree is still up. I know. Are From you serious? Yes. Yeah. You, you ever been to my it house down? in a while? Yeah, I never yeah, took yeah. it down. And so... I saw it up in your house last time I was there. Like, time just flies. So any free time I get, I like to just, you know, get poured into. Okay. And I listen to the to that type of music. But um, there are some so. others, too, that... I'll, I'll just tell you my playlist. Some regular worship music with... With actual singing, um, Jeremy Riddle, Jen Johnson, yeah, yeah, Bethel, Charity Gale's pretty, she's blowing up. Don't know Charity Gale, Mi- dude. Misty Edwards, I just got uh, went back to you, you and her got the same hair, hair, hairdo, yeah. I don't know if she still does actually, but yes, I think she does. But we connected a couple times, just message, but never met her in person. She's very sweet, yeah, I heard. Um, yeah, just a lot, a lot of amazing okay. artists like that, you know. Oh, uh, Firm Foundation. Dude, I don't, I don't know Firm Foundation. I, I went back to Will Regan and United Pursuit yes! recently too. You know that they that you you know that they came out of Iris. Did they? Oh yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Uh, they met. I remember. They that. met at uh, Harpeth School at Iris, and then uh, Heidi's son-in-law or Heidi's daughter's husband. Is part of uh, UP United Pursuit. Yeah, they're that's amazing. crazy. And Michael Ketterer, yeah, he was United Pursuit. Yep, he's he started there. And this, I have Vertical, Brandon Lake, mm-hmm. Kim Walker, yeah, Michael Ketterer. Yeah, so come on, stuff like that. But usually atmospheric. Okay. Uh, I, th- I feel like words are. Uh, I'm going to sound spiritual right Go now. Go for it. Words are not enough sometimes with with the connection that I want. It just goes deeper. So I just I don't want human American words in the way. Yeah. But not all the time. Probably 80-20. Okay. But yeah. So you're 75 years old in the future. <laughs> oh, do you, do I you, still, you, do you still want to be, Do you still want to be touring? I'm going to be looking like Gandalf. Yep. With white dreadlocks and a white beard. And I'm going to be have the most childlike, innocent spirit coming through my eyes. And I'm going to, they told me when I first got, became a Christian, they were like, oh, don't worry. It's a, like, you act like this in the beginning. Yeah. And then it, yeah. then you, you mature. Your then top. you mature. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to be you. Yeah. I don't want to be like you. And so I'm going to be even more passionate at 75. I hope to not be touring. <laughs> okay. I don't, you got a long time before you get there. I know, I know, I know. But what do you like about touring? I like it when Heidi Baker comes to a corn show. Uh, Which she has not done yet. Has she? Mm Mm-hmm. She has? No, I'm lying. I was just kidding. I just, I wanted everybody to get off their seats and be like, (laughs) okay, Will is one thing, but Heidi, no, 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 that would never happen. uh, No, no, don't say never. Don't say never. That, That Heidi blows my mind. With where she goes and the connection that she has and how the Lord uses her. You're right, her. you're right. It, I take back she that. She blows my... She's in a war zone right now. Right now? Is yeah. she around? Uh, actually, she she just left, but she... Is there... Mean, Pemba is a war zone. Wow. So, yeah. She'll go anywhere that the Lord tells her to go. Yeah. I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm cool with traveling. Yeah. But I don't want to, like, go on month-long tours. Maybe if we did, like, weekends or something like that okay. in my 65, 70. Yeah. But that would be funny. Are you ready? <laughs> That's a corn song. Yeah. That would be pretty. I, I don't want to be doing it at all. Come on. Well, Brian, listen. I love you, man. You too. The impact that you have had on my family. I am forever grateful. That's crazy because I just. I am forever grateful. I love you guys. And they don't know, but like the stuff you've done for me that. We can't get into details, but like I said, the drinking and stuff like that has been amazing 
So it just, it goes both ways. I just love you, man. I, I love your childlike faith. I've never been around you and you don't bring joy everywhere you go. You always nonstop are talking about the Lord every time. I'm like, come on, man, we've had enough. You're like, we don't need to preach. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's really Maybe true. I'll get your job and you'll get my job. Deal. If you don't like talking about the Lord that much. I don't, I don't know. If I <laughs> just did. joking. I, I, I'm not. <laughs> we should just trade for a day. <laughs> What's that? Those those shows like uh, uh, wife yeah. swap or yeah. something. Wife we'll be swap. like, we'll be like minister swap. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, but I love you, dude. It's an honor to to have you on. Uh, do you have anything? You 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 wrote a book. Actually, my son my son read it. I have not read it. I don't want to come here to promote anything. You're not. I am. I just want to talk. I to I am. You, What's friend? the name of your book? I mean, it's so old. It doesn't even matter. Okay, we won't talk about it. <laughs> Go Google my book if you want it. What's the name of it? I forget. Well, what everybody can relate to this title. Save me from myself. Yeah. My son read it. I'll, I'll, t- I'll give you a little bit of the story. So okay. like he, I, when I, when they turned, when he turned like 15, I was like, listen, you know, the rules of the house, you know, the culture of the house. I don't want to like ask you. Yeah. I don't want you to ask me like, can I do this? Can I not do that? Within reason. Yeah, okay. Within reason. I'm like, you're, you know, you're, you're, becoming a young man. I trust you. That was what I said. Like, I trust you. And then, uh, he's like, dad, you got a kingdom. And he's shirt. like, dad, I want to, I want to, <laughs> he's like, dad, I want to listen to corn. And I was like, I trust you. I trust you. I was like, go for it. But I want you to read Brian's book. And, uh, first. Oh, really? Yeah. So he read it and that's actually, and this is, and he didn't really know that we were, I mean, he knew I knew you, but that was it. Yeah, because I met him. I yeah. met you guys. Yeah, well, yeah. way back then. But yeah, but that that was a really major. When when you you brought him into your house, you sat him on the couch, and you said, "Play for me." I don't know if you remember that. And then afterwards, I was like, "Why am I putting him on the spot? What if he didn't want to?" Dude, I have a coffee mug. I took a picture. I turned it into a mug, and I drink coffee from a mug of him playing. Really? Yeah, I have it. I want to see the mug. Have I seen the mug? I don't know. Well, next time I get invited to your I house. Sh- I'll give you a mug. But listen, dude, I, I just wanted to, I'm so grateful that you came on. Check Thank out you for having book. me. It was an honor, honestly. Yeah. You've done a lot for me. And Heidi has been, there's a few um, dramatic things that happened between spiritually with me and her. And she didn't even know it because she's on the stage. So, yeah, it's been awesome. Come on. So it's an honor to do this. Well, we love you, dude. And uh, I can't wait to see what's next for you and i can't wait to uh i just can't wait to see the the ways that the lord continues to use you but man uh everywhere i go everywhere i go uh the people that know you i've never heard anyone say a bad thing about you that the ones that know you the ones that don't know you people are crazy and they're mean but the zeal and the passion and the love that you have for jesus is incredible thank you and i love i love I love when you come over and hang out and I love going and hanging out at your place and these fruit flies. And I love, I just love the way you love my family, my kids. And I'm just so grateful that you're in my life. Thank you. Yeah, man. Ditto. Ditto. Come on. So what do you want to say as we go out? You can look at the camera. Green room out. Out. (laughs) Simple enough, right? Dude, thank you, man.